Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. Because they put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So <laughs> SpaceX, here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. You know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't yeah. I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. You ready to do this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready, Laney 9300? Oh. I am ready, Robert. I listened to that show. I got so sick of hearing that referral code. <laughs> Elon's going, I can't believe Elon lets you configure a Model 3. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> All right, shall we? Let's get started. Talking Tesla 116, also known by some people yes. as 116. 116. Also known by other people uh-huh. as the elephant in the room. Let's start with this, Robert. Mel got his invitation. Well, first you got yours. Well, I got my, I understand that. I got my invitation. Yes. Mel got his invitation. Yes. And we were in the comfort of the studio recording the event live when it went live. And you had been in line in Century City for, I don't know, umpteen hours at that point. Actually, if I had been in Century City, I would have gotten to have shook hands with one Elon Musk. You but weren't I was, in Century City? I was in Santa Monica. Santa Monica, that's right. This that's is trivia right. that no one at all cares about. <laughs> you were in Santa Monica. I did wake up that line. morning at like five in the morning. Because you were like, I'm going to be first because if I go in line, that puts me first. But it didn't, Robert. And how do you feel today? What's your current delivery date estimate on the website for a first production vehicle? <laughs> do you know? No, Has I wasn't changed? even looking because I was saddened, but you are know, you okay? You know, it's sort of like being back in high school when you're not the popular kid. You're not, you're not holding it against us though. We're not the bullies here, right? No, you're not. Whew. It's just about being unpopular. I don't think that's what it is. I, I honestly, I don't, either. I don't know what it is. It's interesting how there hasn't been a massive amount of backlash except on our Twitter account. So for those of you who don't know, I got an invitation midweek to configure my Model 3 with a four-week delivery date. The very next day, and there was, let's call it, frivolity and excitement within the nation (laughs) (laughs) and let's and let's just be honest about that so basically we got our invitations and you have not what are your feelings about that really i mean i understand of the three of us you are if you could have a tesla chest tattoo you probably would you are the fan you are a member of the los angeles tesla club executive committee staff, personality, human being, you attend all the events. You waited in line, Robert. I was there in line. I was, however, holding a recording device and taking 
taking names as it will. I took names on people. Hey, you know, asking them all about their their Tesla vision, their aspirations for Tesla ownership. And that was a lot of fun. It was really great to meet all those people. But alas, checking the Model 3 delivery estimator on Tesla.com, it still says uh, standard battery, early 2018. And it says first production, December 17 to February 18. Yet I have not been sent an email from Tesla to configure my Model 3. And I, I have looked through. I get a lot of emails. Yeah. <laughs> and I've looked through every day since you received yours. I can imagine you have. Yeah, and usually when I get something from but Tesla. But it doesn't matter because if you go to the website, you don't have to wait for the email just so you know. If you go to the website and click on the Your Vehicle thing under Manage, yeah. once you click, once you get to the picture of your Model 3, which is probably blue, it has that Manage, the red Manage button or whatever next to it. Yes. If you clicked on that... And your configurator was ready, you would get your start designing now uh, notification. That's true. Well, I've got none of that. None of it. None of that. I'm on the website. My preferences are in here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it says reservation made March 31st, 2016. It even rubs it in my face, if you will. (laughs) So over the weekend, over the week, I made a configurator video. And Mel posted it to the YouTube yes. with a cliffhanger attached to it. Did I push the button? And? Oh, I pushed the button. You pushed the button. Yeah. It was the quickest amount of time I ever spent that much money in yeah. my entire lifetime and probably will be the easiest I've ever spent that much money in my lifetime. Wow. And and now thinking back over it, what the hell did I do? Well, I heard the excitement in oh, your voice. Oh my lord! It was it was palpable, and I thought that was really exciting. I was very excited for you. I was definitely living vicariously through you. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. boom! Mel drops a video. Oh, Melvis. Mel goes through the whole thing. I had to put a couple of uh, a couple of notes in here, like. I I stopped, I freezed the frame as Mm -hmm. Mel was showing his choices and such, and I was struck, I say struck, Mm -hmm. by the wordage under autopilot features. Mm -hmm. And it said in there, quote, that the car will, quote, transition from one freeway to another. Mm -hmm. And just to clarify, that means like motorway, turnpike, expressway, if you don't live in like Los Angeles. Right. Tollway. Yeah. So transition from one to the other. Will it stop at the toll booth and pay for you? Will Tesla pay it for you? Well, Tesla won't pay it for you. But if you have a fast pass, then you can just dink, zip into the fast pass. How do you indicate that? But does that, that you mean if you're pass? on the 405? Yes. And you want to go to, let's call it the 105. Yes. And you've put in your destination and that's the natural route it's yes. gonna go automatically or that's you have to the indication here it mm. doesn't now it does not now is that not a full autopilot feature well it's as kick- opposed to an enhanced autopilot yeah feature? well it's kicking us up we do have the uh sae automated driving self-driving automation you know okay. spreadsheet here but that that's specifically not on there it also said mm-hmm. that it would Quote, exit the freeway. Exit. 
exit that the means freeway. to get off to get off and it does uh-huh. not do that now hmm. i can speak to that so that is an interesting because isn't that almost all you need well a for... back rub would be really good <laughs> maybe a gin and tonic is in that route all you realistically need yeah. robert well, is that yeah, to get it, from destination to destination. They don't say anything about driving on like non-highway roads. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or tarmacs as they say in Tar- Britain. Tar- they call them tarmacs. Yeah, they do. And oh, so, mm-hmm. when will this feature hit the Model 3? If they're putting it in the sales document, mm-hmm. there are people who are, are going to say, "Oh, great. I want that. I'm so excited. I've dropped my money. Right. There are people who are going to say, I'm getting that. Right. So they're going to be received today. I'm one of them. Today is the 11th. We're recording on the 11th. Mm -hmm. Today is the 11th. They're going to receive, some people ordered like the day before Thanksgiving. I heard that. December 23rd. Yeah. So that means uh, That means December 23rd, they would be receiving their car, maybe even a week earlier, which is like now. That would be amazing. Yeah. And in fact, on Reddit, there was uh, wordage mm-hmm. that said non-employee customer deliveries, mm-hmm. but there were no pictures. So I don't know for sure if this week, right? This week, this week, in Talking Tesla Nation, mm-hmm. there are non-employees receiving Model Threes. Anecdotally, I have been hearing reports of masses of Model Threes being staged in the Marina del Rey area. Yes, and I went down and I visited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. And are, were there masses of them? There were. I wonder if those were like the Hawthorne employee uh, situation. I. Uh, I don't know, but you know, I could, I could do like the old-fashioned yeah. uh, detective movie stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a couple of things, right? So that's one thing. I posted a Twitter poll uh, over the week that asked, "What color did I get?" And the nation has been listening to this show very, oh, very yes. closely because 46 percent of you said that I was going to get white. And you are correct. I did get white. Uh, 20% said blue, 19% said red, and 15% said silver. A lot of activity on that Twitter poll. So I have a couple of theories. Yes. Uh, another thing that happened is I got a Twitter message from a gentleman who uh, who sent it via PM or DM. So I'm not going to say his name because I don't know that he wants to be revealed. And he said his delivery date has moved up six months. That's crazy. Which is a big deal. So now we get to, me and you together, we get to speculate as to why. Now, I think this speculate. is... Speculate. No, no, stop, Tom. This is a factual <laughs> podcast not about the case. world of Tesla, no, no. and we never speculate. No, 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 not in this case. So what I think is happening is this. All of the employees that wanted... The first production, fully loaded one, have been gotten their cars or have ordered their cars, right? Okay. And the rest of them have decided to wait. Because once you get into the configurator, you can also push the hold my place in line button. Yes. Right? So, and and we've gotten through those. And my guess is another good portion, even so, of early reservation holders that were non-employees Tesla owners, whoever else would have been next in line, Tesla owners, first day reservations, have also decided to wait and either mm. wait for the dual drive option to not have to get the premium option, whatever, to to wait until more of the options are open. 
Hence, things have been moving forward. Now, I reached out to two other reservation holders. Now, I don't know if any of these people were first-day reservation holders. Actually, I believe none of them were, including the guy who uh, who had his thing moved up six months. Yes. But things are moving, and, and, and it's interesting to me. So I believe, Robert, that your reservation is coming any moment. Any now, the second. question for you is, Yes, are you waiting for a dual? You have two Teslas. You right. don't really need this third one right now. When it comes, right. are you going to be one of those waiters who's like, mm, let's see what the dual – because my guess is you're always going to get the big battery. You're probably always going to want the power seats just so you can have the driver profiles. So that doesn't change. So the only thing that really changes for you is, A, maybe new battery chemistry comes out in the next six months, and we'll get to that in some of these other stories. So let's be clear. Yeah. I have a Tesla Model S, yeah. 90 kilowatt battery Woo-hoo. car, yeah. and I love it. Oh, beautiful car. I'm I'm not going to be giving it up for a Model 3. No, of course not. The question is, and, and what you're doing is you're trying to get into my, you're literally trying to get into my bedroom there, Tom. Uh, I'm just, well, I don't know because if you're trying it's to get into your because your wife also has a, right, there well, is another sh- S in your driveway. Exactly. And this is the discussion that we've been having. Uh-huh. Should she, uh-huh. or does she want to mm-hmm. get the Model 3, yeah. the smaller a little more updated, which she's not so into the updated stuff. Mm-hmm. A little smaller, um, a little longer battery range mm-hmm. uh, or not. Th- those are the two issues for her is yeah. it, that it's smaller, maybe easier to drive and park. A little bit smaller. And gives her a longer battery range mm-hmm. because it's really interesting. I may have experienced this, but I didn't see it in myself, uh-huh. this whole range anxiety thing. But it is very evident now. Uh, she drives a car that's mm-hmm. got 240 miles of range, if you really pump it up all right. the way. Yet she is sort of like Mel. She does not drive very much. Yeah. Right? I drive 52, 55 miles each way to work. An order of magnitude more than her. And I drive to all these Tesla events. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. And and at the Tesla events, we go on drives. Oh. So there's a lot of driving in yeah. my car, right? Uh-huh. My car's like. Whatever, a little over six months old, and it's got over 12,000 miles it's on impressive it. impressive right there. Yes. And uh, I don't really think about the range. I, every so often, I look down, I go, where is my, my range? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm good. And I'm driving all this much. So it doesn't really affect you that much. Uh-huh. And so imagine, and probably most everybody who's listening to this show don't have to imagine because they experience <laughs> this. Oh, my God. My car's only got 140 miles on it. Right. <gasps> I better charge up before I go to Trader Joe's, which is 4.1 <laughs> miles away or even 1.1 uh, mile away. It's so, so it's, true. It's such a psych out. It's such yeah. a mental trip, mm-hmm. this whole thing about range. So the question for her is, what does she want to do? And at this point, we are up in the air. So this may be why I am not as impacted. I am a little bit – I feel a bit of a sob – in the background, but I am not as impacted as I would be if this was the car I was waiting for. If I were you, Tom, and you were waiting and Mel and I had configured, I don't think I could keep it together. <laughs> I would be losing it. Yes. I would be. I would actually be understanding if you were ahead of me. Right. No problem. Yeah. I would have no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. 
And but I purchased about eight minutes before Melvis. Oh. On you guys the online were, that day because we were yammering and yeah, drinking yeah. and all that other, all that other good stuff. Um, That's it, so. and so a number of people have written to me on the on the Twitter. A lot of sympathy for you out there, Rob. And if you haven't followed me on Twitter, it's a lot of fun. I, I post some kind of crazy stuff. At, you do, yeah. At r r o s e n b l. That's my name, but just shortened. And they're like, "What the heck is up with this? What is up with this?" Quite a few people have commented about that. And again, I kind of feel this like shameful embarrassment on behalf of Tesla. Like if they said they were going to do it, in other words, place owners ahead of non-owners, place people who waited in line in some sort of a coveted position, then why aren't they? And of course, this is the reality. Like we're going to deliver a Roadster in 2020. Will it come out in 2020? When did the X come out? And so on and so forth. They're doing yeah. well, I think, on the Model Three. You know, I, I'm, I'm they very. Are, but did they lose the list they, of people who showed maybe up? Maybe that, that day? is what happened. They were like, "Oh my God, who erased that column <laughs> of who actually ordered at what point in time?" Oh, so that's that's that, Robert. You haven't gotten your configure yet. You will very soon. You didn't really answer the question. I don't think as to whether or not you're going to order right away. Or you're going to wait. Let's just, well, yes or no. I have Are one gonna... car down as right away and one car down as waiting for dual uh, drive. So there's three of you in your family. Yes. And you're you're slowly et- etching towards four Teslas? Well, the you know, I had anticipated selling Generation 1 mm-hmm. Model S, uh, you know, six months ago when I was picking up Generation 4. Yeah. But my wife, she said, well, maybe I'll drive it for a little while. Okay. So like, once the three comes, the S S one will go. So you have S one, we so have S two, we have three one, and then we have a reservation. Well, you have a reservation for three one and three two. You're gonna need some sort of like key fobs, like stand to hold all of the keys to your car. Well, actually, I bought you know the really nice uh, silicone Tesla fob covers. I like those. Yeah, I and I've got the I've got a bunch in black mm. for the I've got two. In black mm-hmm. for the Generation 4 car. Uh-huh. And Generation car, I happen to have three keys, and I got those in silver. Mm. And so the keys are color-coded. Oh, there you it's go. It's true. Life of course is, they are. Life is much simpler Shocker. now. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely a $50 right. investment that so was you'll, good. So you're going to get the three more than likely right away. You're going to sell the S, maybe to Tesla, maybe individually. Now, there aren't a lot of CPOs available yeah, I listened to that episode finally because, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to keep up on you, Tom, and keep track of you and <laughs> anything else you say. See, that, what, see what's going on. And in fact, my, I had a couple, of, uh, my head. a couple of things I needed to mention about that show. But CPOs, mm-hmm. you said there were only 13 in the states of America. That's what I looked. That's unreal. Very low amount. I haven't looked this week to see what that website says, but very low. All right. Should we get into the meat of the matter here? Yes. We're going to start with a Patreon post, which comes from a patron. I think this is a great letter. Thanks, Don Miller. So he thinks we need to warn people that fast charging of a non-Tesla can be expensive. Super. Holy Mac. One Bolt owner paid 88 
$1,000 to charge her bolt on an 800-mile trip that she estimated would have only cost $84 in a 24-mile-per-gallon ice car. In other words, she paid more to charge her bolt one out of multiple times on a mm-hmm. trip than it would have cost. expensive. Yeah, it is if you're not a Tesla user. And in fact, that I should say... People will say, oh, wait, Model 3, you're going to have to pay for supercharging. But at Tesla's rate, they're saying they're not going to be making money, profit right. on the supercharging. But they haven't announced that rate for the 3, have they? Well, it's the same rate. It's it's the non-covered, the, the non-supercharger for life rate. In California, it's 20 cents a kilowatt okay. hour. So to fully charge a Model 3 to 75 kilowatts would be approximately... $15. 15 dollars. Which is a lot I don't less know. than $88. That is a lot. So if you were to go, that's the equivalent at $3 a gallon of putting five gallons of gas in your car. Yeah. If you were driving a car that was 25 miles to the gallon, that's about 125 miles of range. Right. So that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, definitely. In fact, gasoline is anywhere from 3x to 2x more expensive than electricity. Unless yeah. you're a bolt driver yeah. getting reamed at some non-Tesla right. but, supercharger but this or is the, fast charger. This is like probably at one of those CCS chargers, probably run by ChargePoint. And they are they are very expensive. When we yeah. looked into it with Katie, yeah. the CCS near our work, it was much more expensive in a lot of ways than gas. However, as we have said ad nauseum on this show... There are societal expenses that are not factored into that. Yeah. Well, so it's it's less of an issue if you're a Nissan Leaf driver because the majority of uh, Chatamo chargers, the last time I looked, were at Nissan dealers. Yeah. And those are free of charge if they haven't been, like, iced. Right, if yeah. they haven't been changed. So but, he, what he also – what Don also adds is the VW's – the Volkswagen diesel settlement allows them to charge and make a profit on any of the chargers they install. I don't love that they can make a profit long term. Like they could turn that penalty around and actually make money in the long term off of that. Yes. That kind of mm, I don't kind love of blows, that. I don't yeah. love that very much. Yeah. I think they should be turned over to the municipalities. And we'll talk a little bit uh, about Sacramento, yeah. which is sort of seems like it's a model city for Volkswagen's plans. Or at least the first. Yeah. Yeah. The first city. Yeah. And then and then Don continues to say your first EV is going to have costs that offset the at home savings. So people should consider the charging cost and they should. Right. When buying a car, it's not free fuel, but it should be more inexpensive fuel it, in a Tesla. Anyways, it should be a savings, regardless of whether or not you have free supercharging or not, in a CCS situation, that's not the case. So this is kind of like a convoluted advertisement for the Model 3. If you're thinking about getting an electric car, if you have any aspirations to drive it any long distances, Uh then Model 3 is the way to go. It is the way to go. But as another public service announcement, so you know that we are not totally biased, uh, recently in Southern California, Honda has released the Clarity along with pricing. Yes. And the Clarity gets about 80 miles electric. Yes. It's a four-door sedan. 
It looks pretty nice. I was supposed to go drive one over the weekend. I did not get a chance. This is to not do that. the fuel cell. No, no, clarity. no. This is the full electric clarity and not the hybrid clarity. Plug-in full yep. electric clarity, eighty miles, and they are offering one ninety-nine a month leases wow. on that particular car at the moment. It's not a bad car. I mean, I drove the original Honda Clarity fuel cell, which mm-hmm. drove like a brick. Yeah. It was very comfy, though. It was very nicely appointed. Yeah. And in an electric car, if they get rid of that heavy fuel cell, uh, I expect it drives even nicer. Yeah. So that's available if uh, you're looking for a commuter car. Another Patreon, Jack Brown. Jack Brown. He gave us, or Mel, a very nice thumbs up, two Ooh. thumbs up on the Kettleman Supercharger YouTube video. It Check was it a out. Nice video. Check it out if you haven't uh, been to Kettleman yet. Or if you want to watch Mel stammer and or misspeak, <laughs> he said that the Tesla's Wi-Fi code is universal. Everywhere. Yeah. So any Tesla facility typically uses the same Wi-Fi code, ABCD, lowercase one through six. And uh, it's a good idea, he says, to save it in your favorites. Yeah. And then there was one last news item. I did throw this in kind of late. I mm-hmm. apologize, That's Tom, okay, but I thought baby. it was important. That's all right. I got this from the BBC.com that the, BBC. uh, the second Volkswagen executive has been jailed <gasps> amid U.S. diesel scandal. Where was he jailed? In the U.S.? Michigan. Interesting. Really? The car state. Not for long, because if Tesla continues to go like it's going, California will be the car state. Well, we're going to need factories. They got a lot of factories. In That's Michigan. true. And this guy's going to prison for seven years. So it'll probably be seven years before California becomes the car state. But he's been slapped with a 298,000 pound fine. Also $400,000. And he admitted that he helped the firm to evade clean air laws. Yowza. In fact, all of his fine and prison time had been reduced simply because they negotiated for him to plead guilty. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a lot worse if he didn't plead guilty and was found guilty. Do you think this is one of those situations where the upper and I, you know, this is very conspiracy theorist, right, where this guy took the fall for the rest of the Volkswagen executives and they're like, look, buddy, go to jail for seven years. We'll take care of you when you get out. Well, we'll take care of your family you're while you're like in. The mafia. <laughs> yeah. We'll take care of your family while you're in, so you don't have to worry we'll about that. We'll make sure you that. get plenty of truffle exactly. and beluga while you're in the <laughs> while you're in the pen. <laughs> he that was like Norwegian, by the way. Well, you know, we're German. We'll take care of you. It's not, I'm not your going German there. is not good. Okay. Not, you're not. It's not good. Nix that. I made bad decisions, and for that I am sorry, he said on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But he is one of eight Mm -hmm. current or former VW officials that have been charged. Another guy, James Liang, is an engineer. He was charged in August to more than three years. So what, what, you know, this is all a sad story from start to finish. To me, it's all a sad story. Here are some, like, very smart, very capable people engineer, executive, whatever, Mm -hmm. that could have been pushing for electric vehicle adoption, that could have been doing things that were really positive, and instead they were, uh, you know, taken by the dark side (laughs) for whatever reason. And now now, um, 
VW mm-hmm. is paying, you know, on the order of $30 billion for this whole fiasco. You know, why Why didn't they just do the right thing in the first place? Big price to pay. I don't know, because they probably did some cost-benefit analysis. My guess is whoever did that number has since been fired. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, something else to deal with. Hey, Google, what's Tesla's stock price today? Tesla stock is trading at $324.53 per share on NASDAQ as of 11.43 a.m. Eastern Standard Time today, up 2.98% from last Friday. It's a pretty nice little bump. Pretty pretty sweet. Probably getting word out there that the threes are coming. That and, you know, I don't know. It's interesting that the stock market doesn't quite uh, react as quickly as I would think. With all those fast micro traders and stuff, you would think that the semi-event and the Roadster might have bumped the stock a bit. It did a little bit. I feel like it's sort of buy on the speculation, sort of sits tight on the news when it comes to Tesla, right? You get these run-ups prior to the event, and then when they see it, then you get a little bump, and then people start realizing, oh, there wasn't a whole lot of detail there, so let's let's hold back a little bit. So, Or they have their BS meters on for some of the stuff that Elon says. So this next article is from Reuters. I thought this was interesting because it talked about the global investment market. It was more European-based, but I expect that it's it's sort of throughout. And it talks about investors. The title of the article is Investors Wean Themselves Off Oil as Electric Future Beckons. Beckons. That's pretty cool. I love seeing these articles that are in widely dispersed uh, media, news media, Mm -hmm. and that really uh, show everyone that electric vehicles are the way forward. They are. And this one talks about investors taking another, quote, another look at the long-term future of energy companies focused on fossil fuels, that they've uh, investors have been pulling money out of exchange-traded funds that are very gas uh, and fuel-oriented, mm-hmm. that the world's largest sovereign wealth fund worth over a trillion dollars is, is, is facing a proposal to ditch it's oil and gas shares. That's huge. You know what percentage of oil and gas shares are in that fund by any chance? Yeah, I think it's like in the 7% range. That It might actually be higher. Yeah. But it turns out oil and gas funds pay like the biggest dividends yeah. on the European stock exchange, something around 6%, whereas the next best runner-up would be like Nokia at 42 And I didn't realize Nokia was actually still around. <laughs> <laughs> They're still there, Robert. They're still... Ever since the Matrix, you know, then I wanted a Nokia phone, but now it's like, what? You can get one, buddy. Yeah. So it sounds really great. They expect that battery demand, this is like an aside in the article, Mm -hmm. battery demand will grow by 20x in the next seven years. And it's going to be in in transportation, as we talk about ad nauseum. It's going to be in storage, as we also talk about ad nauseum. So batteries are going to be needed in a lot of places. Like the post office. The post office needs batteries. Uh, Why? Yeah, because the post office has 215,000 mail trucks in operation. The U.S. post office. Exactly. I was just thinking, you know, the Royal Post, the Post <laughs> Canadian in India. Post. Yeah, you know, yeah. so there's a lot of post offices yeah. out there. I okay. realize that. But, mm-hmm. hey, if the United States Postal Service can serve as an example, I'm so excited. So 215,000 trucks, 140. Thousand of these trucks are more than 20 years old. I'm more than 20 years old. I'm going strong. Yeah, but they pollute 
an increasing amount as time goes on. I pollute a very static amount. Well, you probably pollute even less because you're more <laughs> fine-tuned. You're not, you know, throwing your cans out the side of the window, oh, out to the true. road. I didn't know we were talking about that kind of overall pollution. So the U.S. Postal Service put out a bid to get vehicle manufacturers to offer up trucks. And they're expecting uh, to buy thousands of trucks that they, they put the specs down they have to carry 1500 pounds of mail mm-hmm. and so many cubic feet and uh in october they started real world testing mm-hmm. of a group of five manufacturers mm-hmm. uh they've whittled this down american general karsan mahindra which is an indian company oshkosh and wait for it Workhorse. Oh, I waited for it. That was exciting. We covered Workhorse. We did. Yeah. The W15, I think, is Mm -hmm. their electric pickup truck that looks really cool. It's actually a hybrid. Yeah. And I remember, just for those of you who are EV purists, that Workhorse said they didn't have the money to complete their R&D to make a fully electric truck. That's why they went with a range-extending generator, much like the Volt. But they were included. They're the only truck. Workhorse presents the only truck that has a plug. So this is possibly going to be a conversion by the U.S. Postal Service to electrically powered vehicles. Oh, so this wasn't net. This was confusing because uh, at the very beginning of this article, it made it seem like the U.S. Postal Service was looking to replace their fleet with an electric truck, but they're just looking to replace their fleet, period. Correct. The rest of these vehicles are just standard old gas trucks. They're looking for a good vehicle. A couple of them are hybrids, but not with a plug. Interesting. So, But none of them, they're not looking at any of these being full electric. So that's kind of problematic in some ways because if you think about the Postal Service and having a 20-year-old fleet and their new fleet mm-hmm. is not going to be fully electric and maybe if unless the W5, you know, the, the workhorse is the winner of this, won't be really yeah. plug-in electric at all. We could right. be looking at... A, a huge six billion dollar investment by the postal service on gasoline powered gas, trucks. Gas, that's not cool. Yeah, this is, it could be a big win or a big letdown. Yeah. So I don't know. I wonder can uh, can we influence this choice? Well, I think they should not be using any of these. I think they should be looking to find to work with somebody who could potentially make one all electric, even if it's workhorse. Yeah. And they can change. Because of a potential investment by the post office, I think the post office needs to think a little bit more forward and long term. Because, again, if they're going to spend $6 billion and they're going to continue to maintain and they're going to continue to buy gas, that's going to be in the long run for taxpayers, me and you, and for people who use the post office to mail things yes. more expensive, going to have the tendency to make them less competitive less than competitive. UPS, FedEx, DHL. And Absolutely. we know the post office sort of has a mandate to be revenue neutral yes. in the long run. And, and we know that first, day, first class postage has been going up. I don't like this at all. Yeah. Maybe we should all write letters Maybe. to the post office. Yeah. Kind of an interesting twist. Yeah, I mean, to buy the workhorse electric postal truck. Right. I mean, their fleet's already twenty years old. What kind of hurry are they in? Yeah, one hundred eighty thousand trucks they're going to buy over the next seven years for six point three billion dollars. That is big. That's a lot. I mean, that's one hundred eighty thousand trucks that could uh, potentially give a startup a nice boost Mm -hmm. in R and D money and, and and sales and stuff like that. If they can, if workhorse got it, they could potentially 
midway through that contract convert to all electric potentially mm-hmm. or increase the value or be well, able to Well, if you to... think about it, in a urban settings, I'm yeah. sure that a, a vast majority, 80 plus percent of the mail is delivered in urban settings. Those yeah. trucks travel like less than 20 miles. True. Yeah. And so, a lot of it's at, at slow power with right. a lot of stopping. A lot of stopping. All all made much more efficient by an electric with regen yeah. potential. And so I'm just excited for the potential to get less uh, gasoline burning, exhaust emitting vehicles out of the city. Yeah. And if you live in London... Guess what? What a segue. What a segue. London black cabs get an all-new electric revamp. Of course they do. Now, we talked about this some time ago, but it was kind of a 2020 type of article. What? But here we are. It is happening. They came out with a couple of articles. This one is from The Independent, a UK publication. They say that... Uh, London black cabs will, or the cabbies, can save over a hundred pounds a week on fuel cost using this new all-electric London cab. It's an updated cab. It comes with Wi-Fi. That would be sweet. I would definitely want one of those mm-hmm. if I'm stuck in like a thirty-minute cab commute. Mm-hmm. Pull out the laptop, get some stuff done for talking Tesla. <laughs> it comes with USB charging, mm-hmm. a sunroof. Wow. That's kind of bold since in London, there isn't a lot of sun. It's a a cloud roof. It's a cloud roof. Exactly. (laughs) A mist roof. You want to feel the mist on your face. And um, they are six seaters. They come with a CCS charging plug. They do include a range extender for up to 400 miles. In case you have six or seven trips to Heathrow in a day or something like that. Yeah. Or somebody says, oh, take me to Birmingham. Wow. I didn't. It was it's okay, fair, wasn't that it okay? It was better. All right, good. Better. They, uh, they're 55,000 pounds. Not, not in weight. Not in weight. <laughs> not in weight. I knew that was coming. That's, <laughs> a, that's like $74,000, which uh-huh. sounds like a ton of money. It's a lot of money yeah. for a cab, but, you know, you're making money in a cab, so maybe it isn't. So they interviewed a cabbie, Pat Fallen, and this is what he said. It's not a step up. It's a thousand steps up. He's it's Scottish, a, apparently. It's a different world. <laughs> He also said, all you can really hear is the tires on the tarmac uh-huh. and the wind. Oh, wow. So if you're in a, so you know what the moral of this story is? It, the moral of the story is that people are now longing for Mel's accents to come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that if you're in a, in one of these electric cabs, don't uh-huh. break wind because that's all they're going to hear. <laughs> oh, that's I don't know who put in this article about the 2018 Chevrolet Bolt. I thought it was you, and then I read the article and I went, oh. No, it wasn't me. Ah, that was me. I remember putting this in. So the new uh-huh. 2018 Chevy Bolt is here. It is, the new model. It and is. what did they change, Robert? Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, you may find that the heated steering wheel now turns itself on and off. Wow, that's super helpful. Oh, wait. They deleted... The map pocket behind the passenger's seat. That's the only one you need. Damn. Because that's the one you can reach for as a driver. Although, let's be completely honest. Calling it a map pocket in this day of GPS <laughs> and phone maps and Google really? maps and ways and how many myriad of ways you can get around electronically. Right. 
let's call it the tissue pocket because that's where I keep my tissues when I need to blow my nose. <sighs> okay, that was a waste of 90 seconds. Next. <laughs> so the next one is super important. Yes. It comes from Denver, the denverpost.com. The orders for Tesla semis keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And this time, this week, Anheuser-Busch ordered 40. So 40? soon enough, your Bud Light and your Bud and your Stella Artois, because I don't know if you people knew this, but the people who own Budweiser own Stella Artois, which is why you can now buy Stella Literally everywhere in the world. <laughs> also, Cisco bought 50 more. Yeah, Anheuser-Busch total, in total has 750 U.S. trucks in its fleet, which I actually thought was pretty low Yeah, for a company that brews beer in like six or seven cities in the States. But well, there you have it. We're not too far from the Anheuser uh, brewery here, so we see a lot of those trucks. Yeah, every once in a while you can uh, smell the hops uh, hopping. As it were. And then, so this will help the Belgium-based company, Anheuser-Busch's parent, meet its goal of reducing global carbon emissions by 30% in 2025. And this continues to be a thing. The Tesla Semi uh, vehicle program continues to be a thing that's gaining traction. Walmart, Meyer, J.B. Hunt, Bush now, Cisco, DHL, they've all ordered uh cars for their test fleets if these cars are able to these trucks are delivered in the way in a speedy fashion and they work the way they said and the mega charger is all part of this thing this is going to be pretty game changing i think for tesla in a lot of ways all right so i'm ready to make a bet oh yes i'm gonna get my dollar more money second. for me because you always lose these bets <laughs> This is the best. All right, I'm getting a dollar out. Dollar, oh, damn, I'm again, a, I only have a five. You're a doctor, for God's sakes. Let's Jeez. make it more. All right, let's make it a five. All right, I don't have a five, but... <laughs> I have a Lincoln in front of me. Five for you, three for me. There you I go. I have a Lincoln in front of me that's, that uh, says uh, okay. the first ad by one of these companies, uh -huh. Pepsi, Coca-Cola, UPS, FedEx, oh, who Pepsi, knows? Oh, Pepsi, I left Pepsi out. The first ad by one of these companies uh -huh. that features their name emblazoned on an electric Tesla semi. An ad, like an actual ad for Pepsi. Correct. For, for the brand. Yes. Okay. With a ad, name blazoned on the truck. Uh-huh. I say will come before June of 2018. Oh, my goodness. How are we supposed to keep track of this? How? So how are they going to do that? Well, it's all just airbrushed and artwork. and Okay. It's done on, you June know. June of 2018. We're sitting, that's six, about six, seven months from now. In six now. months, yeah. I'll take that bet. I take, think it's going to be over. You think it's going to be over? Over. So if anyone out there in Talking Tesla Nation sees a semi- Tesla Semi in that, an ad. And that means seize. That doesn't mean make one of their own. It has to come from one of these companies. So don't go out there airbrushing uh, your own thing and nice. giving Robert five bucks. Well, I don't know. That might be news. As it is, we could tweet that out and get a few hits. Maybe that's worth five or ten How bucks. dare you try to game the system. So I just wanted to throw in here, after all of this buzz uh -huh. about Tesla and the Semi Go, this is just to the core Yep. Right to the core, the quick of the Tesla mission statement, Ooh. which Elon has talked about and and periodically chides us for not recalling. Not us. 
Well, all of us in Tesla Talking Tesla Nation okay. chides us for not looking back and recalling what it is he actually said. And that is, quote, to accelerate the advent of sustainable transport by bringing compelling mass market electric cars to market as soon as possible. Boom. Cars, vehicles, I'm fine with that. Though, I noted when I went back and looked this up that he changed in 2016 this motto to say to accelerate the advent of sustainable energy. Right. Yeah. So it's it's one to beget the other. Right. So I, I had a bit of a housekeeping bit here under electric vehicles, and that was Mel in his YouTube video <sighs> when he got to... Configure his Model 3. It's okay, Robert. We're going to get through this together, buddy. He said that he was going to enjoy the California $2,500 rebate for electric vehicles. Uh And I just cringed at that moment because I don't know what Mel's bottom line is, what his income is. But I'm concerned that we would send the wrong information out there. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to throw this article back in that was from Jalopnik. And this was from June of 2015, or actually maybe a little earlier, but it said that the California electric vehicle rebate program has changed. They're trying to use the money for people who earn the middle range of uh, income versus all of it going to people who are in the high income brackets. They wanted to try and re sort of reorient the money flow. And in fact, if you make less than 300% of the federal poverty level, mm-hmm. which if, if you're an individual making less than 35310 or a family of three earning less than 60270 these are difficult numbers to remember, so I throw they them in. 35000 or 60000 yeah. just around around. So in that case, you buy a battery electric vehicle, you actually get $4,000. From California. From California, or if you have a plug-in electric vehicle, you get 3000 mm-hmm. But if you make above that level, you drop down to the standard $2,500 rebate for battery and $1,500 for plug-in electric and if hybrids. you get into the MEL level. If you get above $250,000 individual or $500,000 joint, you get no rebate for battery or hybrid, plug-in hybrid electric vehicles. Uh-huh. But throughout... People get rebates for fuel cell vehicles. <laughs> California really wanted the fuel cell thing to take off, man. Oh, shit! <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze on that one. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem promoting uh, e- EV adoption, mm-hmm. especially among people who don't make, you know, mega dollars. But yeah. damn, it feels like this program just got hijacked by Toyota and Honda. Well, I mean, you know, but those cars are not having a lot of success. So yes, you can't hijack a program unless you make a compelling argument for it, and I don't even think the $5,000 is compelling enough to be completely franke with you. But we skipped over an article from The Drive, and this is about electric buses, electric trucks, how this oh, right. is rolling, right? This trend is rolling. And so what you said about Elon's quote earlier about, right, like the expansion of uh, mass market electric cars to accelerate the advent of sustainable energy – Now you have all of these huge companies with, like, trucks, people buying trucks. And I do wonder if when we started this show, all of this seemed like such a pipe dream, right? Like this 
really like we were excited about it. We were but out we there. We were way out there. Yeah. And and not just us, but a lot of people who believe that this was going to happen. This has exceeded our I even believe our wildest dreams uh, on its speed and pace. Yeah. Of that is happening, right? Because you know, in 2015 when we started doing this show, semi we were like oh it would be great if there was electric trucks wouldn't yeah. it be great if there was this wouldn't it be great if there were the fast car wouldn't it be great if this mass market car and now we're we're here like the mass market car is coming although again uh the model three early production sixty thousand dollars there's been a lot of pushback it, it, Let's go back for even a little bit of a second because I hate to digress a little bit. But like the Model 3, does it does it really in its $35,000 form factor, is that the car people expect out of Tesla? Is this the Model 3 people want? So if you buy a Model 3 and you wait and you get the $35,000 version that has no enhanced uh, self-driving capability doesn't have any self-driving capability doesn't right. have enhanced autopilot doesn't it's have premium seats white. it's very it's bare bones it's black arrow wheels it has arrow wheels which is fine i mean Cloth from, interior. let's not let's not look about it look at it from a an aesthetics point of view right. but just from a pure technology point of view right. is that the car people expected from a mass market tesla it probably isn't but but and that's a bit of a bummer yeah but we're still getting there regardless. And I know we are digressing, but if you look at mm-hmm. the projected cost of the 2170 cells, the lithium-ion batteries that are going to go into the semi, yeah. the uh, projected expectation of the drop in cost of those batteries may actually speak towards yeah. a model beyond a Model Y or maybe the Model Y yeah. being another $10,000 cheaper. Yeah. So what is out there? I don't know, but we are continuing to be impressed, and I don't expect us to be disappointed at the progression that is moving forward. That's why I say California, within seven years, will be the car manufacturing state, not Michigan. Interesting. mm, That would be be interesting. Okay, so the next article comes from... Trick, and this is about politics, and it's not about the politics that you think it's going to be about. It's about some other kind of politics, Robert. Right. It's about Tesla versus various state dealer organizations. The state dealer organizations are the ones mm-hmm. that promote and or protect the right for car companies. Uh, I should say for dealers to buy cars from car companies and be the middle person mm-hmm. between the two. And Tesla has blown that out of the water ever since the Roadster went on sale. Mm-hmm. They were sold online. Teslas are sold online. Even if you go into a Tesla store, when it's time for you to buy, they show you a computer mm-hmm. and you go online. Mm. So Teslas are all bought online and the t- the dealer associations have feared this. They've hated this. They want this to go away. And there have been many, many fights in the courts uh, between Tesla and various dealer organizations. And this is about the Missouri Automobile Dealer Association. Their case, Tesla versus MADA. That's their acronym. TV MATA. MATA. Uh, They went all the way to the uh, appellate court in Missouri, and the court found in favor of Tesla. 
boom, Tesla is able to sell again and service cars in Missouri. They have two stores and a service center. That's awesome. Although uh, the president of the MADA Association, Doug Smith, said that they're still looking at options to block Tesla. Thanks, Doug. It's not going to work, Doug. If you can't beat us, you well, you can't. Join us. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. And next on the agenda today is everyone's favorite segment. Superchargers are on their way up. Is there another update, Robert? It looks like this list gets larger and larger each week. We have been fluctuating a fair amount lately. Yeah. And I honestly, I think last show or maybe one or two shows ago, I said that we're entering a period at the end of the year where people are like in the holiday spirit. Maybe they're not getting as much construction done. Mm -hmm. I know that's sort of the case when it comes to building buildings, Mm -hmm. but in Tesla land, that doesn't seem to be the case. Of course, Elon is trying to meet, or Tesla and the team at the Supercharger Group are trying to meet year-end goals of increasing the fleet as much as Elon has said. So, new open superchargers, nine. Wow. Four in China, and then a smattering. Sweden, Canada, Norway, Czech Republic, and one in the United States. Woo-hoo. Under construction, five new Tesla superchargers under construction, uh, three in the United States, Spain, and Canada. And I was noting that the Framingham 10-stall supercharger, which has gone into construction, is very close to the White House. Oh. Framingham, Massachusetts. Oh, the wait. The White House? The White House of the Tesla Black Caucus President White House. Tesla Black Caucus. Not just the Tesla Black Caucus. No, no, no. The Talking Tesla Black Caucus. Yes. Very near the White House. Mm. Good on you, Joel. Just don't become one of those Metro Chargers (laughs) that Tom constantly rags on. (laughs) He will. You all will. Permitting. We got seven new permits. Uh Six in the United States and one in Hungary, Mm, which includes three interesting superchargers. One, San Luis Obispo. Yeah. Beautiful town here in the mid-coast of California, and they're putting it at the famed Madonna Inn. That's a big pink hotel, correct? It is a great pink hotel. In fact, they're putting the supercharger station in the area where they have a many years shuttered gasoline station. Oh, that's cute. There's also a supercharger going in in Boulder, Colorado, which... A year ago, I would have enjoyed using. That would have been nice. But this one's going to be at the 29th Street Mall, probably next to Trader Joe's. Mm. And then there is the next, mm, I can't call it mega. You can't, no. No. What are we calling the superchargers that have 40 stalls? Supercharger Plus. Supercharger Plus. So this is in Augusta, Washington, which is in Georgia. It's between uh, Atlanta and the coast. And there's already a supercharger in this area, but it's been plagued with a lot of icing. Not like ice from cold weather, but like <laughs> icing from people with non-electric cars parking mm-hmm. there willy-nilly. In fact, there are reports on Reddit in the TMC that people are like driving and they get there and there's like one slot yeah. that is not iced in an eight-stall supercharger. And they're like, dude, I can't plan trips this way. This is crazy. And so... Plus, they don't show up, right, as being uh, in use because they're not actually plugged in, although maybe Tesla needs to kind of figure that out. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) And then there's tomorrow. What's tomorrow? 
Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is SpaceX. Tuesday. Tomorrow. So December twelfth. Yes, at eight forty-five a.m. Unfortunately, this show will have already been. It will not have been released. Not unless we're going to do a twenty-four hour marathon recording session right now. Yeah. No. No. In, in live stream. No. But tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is yesterday. Or late earlier today, if you listen to the show on Tuesdays <laughs> at eight forty-five uh, California time, they're uh-huh. relaunching a Falcon Nine, and for the first time, mm-hmm. relaunching a Dragon capsule to supply the space station. So this is a Dragon capsule that's come back, yes, been refurbished, yes, been refilled, yes, with pizzas and ice cream and toilet paper, whatever else they need up there in the Correct. space station. They cleaned out all the they poopy from the last trip. The, they took the garbage out, yes. right? They put it in the dump, wherever they did. So it's a reused Dragon capsule, a reused Falcon 9 Stage 1. Yes. Not a reused fairing, because they haven't figured that out yet. Well, this doesn't need a fairing because it's a Dragon. But they're not reusing six, oh, Stage sorry, 2. Oh, sorry, Mr. <laughs> Spaceman. Wow. No, Spaceman's the dude in There's North no Korea. fairing over the capsule? No. Oh, it's all by itself. Look at you. And so this launch was originally slated for September, then Mm -hmm. November, then early December. And now it's going to go up. And we're going on a field trip, aren't we? We're going to give that a shot. Yeah. We are going to on Saturday, December 23rd at 526 p.m. from Vandenborg. The Iridium 4 payload of 10 satellites is going up. So this is the fourth of a bunch yeah, this is the 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 like the four. I think they have five payloads of satellites that are going up. So this is next to the last. Yeah. So this means that the Iridium Sat phone or the Iridium Sat data hub that Mel was going to buy mm-hmm. will work even better. Yeah. I wonder if he bought it. I don't know. We should we should ask him. But so we're going to try to get up there five twenty six p.m. December twenty third. We're supposed to record that morning. And then we'll pop up there. Yes. So my word is this. Uh If you like Talking Tesla, you're a Talking Tesla Nation member. And if you're listening to the show, you should And if you want to join us, email us, Uh info at TalkingTesla.net. Wow. Look at you. And let's put together a party. And uh, I know where is a good place to go because there's parking Uh and there's open space to see. And that is uh, where we'll tell you to meet us. Not now. Not now. No, Why? you email us. Oh, if and you then email us, we'll, we'll work it out. Wow, it's like a cliffhanger. Why don't we want to tell them over the air? Because I want to hear from them. Okay. <laughs> what about via the Twitter? Can they ask via Twitter? I guess. Yeah, whatever. Just email us. So, Hyperloop. And boring. I ordered a boring hat. Yes. Because you know why? Because I have one. Well, that's not the only reason. Oh, because okay. like he was saying every 500th hat. Was gonna get like yeah, every five thousand hat was gonna be signed by the delivery guy, right? And then I looked. I, are they if they're doing it by order number? Uh, I'm not. It's not working out for no. me. <laughs> but who's but gonna... if they're not doing it by order number, I'm still potentially wide open. And he said they were possibly being delivered in the tunnel. Like he made some Ooh. weird kind of statements about some awesomeness. Well, here's a little awesomeness that I received. Oh, this was an email that I received on Wednesday. From Culver City. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Culver City yeah, email because you know, I want to know what's going on in mm-hmm. town. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on at the city hall, mm-hmm. you know, the parks and the yeah. trash and this and that. And this said, presentation, proposed transportation tunnel. Mm-hmm. And my ears went, mm-hmm. what? Bing, bing. So Monday, January 22nd, 
at 7 p.m. This I am going to give out right here and now. Wow. Monday, January 22nd at 7 p.m. at the Culver City Courthouse, which is at 9770 Culver Boulevard in Culver City. They are going to have a meeting where the Boring Company is going to present their plan for boring under Culver City. And they will take questions. They will look for comments. And the city council is actually looking to see, huh, this is kind of interesting. Should we allow this to occur? Uh, and what do you think, Tom? Do I think we should allow it to occur? Yes, we should allow you it to occur. Bet your bippy. So I'm inviting. I don't even have a bippy to bet. I once had a bippy, <laughs> but that's another topic, and we're getting long in the tooth on this uh, show. Uh-huh. So I'm inviting all of Talking Tesla Nation in the L.A. Southern California area mm-hmm. to come on up to Culver City. Yeah. There's some great places to eat. In fact, you can drop me a message on Twitter or email us info at talkingtesla.net and I'll tell you some great restaurants like within just a block of the Culver City uh, City Hall. Of course, you can charge up at the Culver City Supercharger and then you can kind of peruse the, the, the Culver City to see where might that entry point to the boring tunnel uh-huh. b where is i've been I, I don't know i've been sort of speculating and in fact uh we can throw this in the show notes mm-hmm. that there is a map that they uh released to the city of los angeles because yeah. they're also applying to the city of los angeles mm-hmm. for extended tunnels and this map blew my mind this map made me excited only because they did not leave the San Fernando Valley out, which I yeah. was fully expecting to happen. Isn't that sweet? So this goes from the Long Beach Airport in the south with stops at Carson, Torrance, Lawndale, Inglewood, Culver City, UCLA, the Getty Museum, and Sherman Oaks. These are just the exit points along the main artery. Mm-hmm. And then there's all of these um, side arteries, I should say. What do they call They call them spurs. Spurs. Spurs to UCLA, Santa Monica, Dodger Stadium, Union Station, the Staples Center, USC, uh, LA Stadium, Hawthorne, South Bay. Unbelievable. LAX. I shouldn't leave LAX out. And so the plan that, and I've not even gone to the show notes here yet, but the plan is that this be a public access tunnel. And I thought to myself, what? So I had to parse this out. I took some time. Mm -hmm. It looks as if they're going to use the pods, which we've all seen in the video of the Boring Company. You can go to the Boring Company website. Uh, which is part of SpaceX, and see it. And it's like this glass-enclosed four-wheeled pod. It holds something like six uh, between 8 and 16 passengers. That's the public version. So you can get in and out of a pod, go through the boring tunnel, and get out. It's actually now called the Loop, called the Loop, which is considered an electric vehicle traffic tunnel. So there will be no ice cars in there. But... If you own a Tesla, I suspect uh-huh. your Tesla mm-hmm. will get to go in the boring company really? loop. Yes. You think? Well, they showed Tesla's going in it. But 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 have to sit on a on a sled. Correct. You won't be driving it. You will not It'll be just driving. Get moving around. You just better buckle up because that sled's going fast, baby. <laughs> Fascinating. They they talked they talked about the the at the exit points having side loops so that they never have to stop the flow in the main artery. Mm-hmm. This obviously, as Elon has said, could have many tunnels in a particular route so that it's not dependent on, you know, any kind of, I guess I can just continue to 
before if there's any buildup of traffic. It's impressive. And phase one is a privately funded tunnel that's six and a half miles long, connecting Santa Monica, Playa del Rey, Marina del Rey, Playa Vista, and Culver City, uh, all places I don't currently live. Yeah. Well, but again, that's cool anyways. I'm right in the center of it, which yep. is really exciting. Mm, well, more to be revealed. Yeah. Very exciting. They've also got, of course, the other boring projects in Baltimore, between mm-hmm. Baltimore and D.C. and Chicago and O'Hare Airport. We'll we'll follow up and see. So how those he go is just moving forward on all modes of transportation. He's firing Space. on all cylinders. <laughs> He's firing on no cylinders, actually. <laughs> the only cylinders are in the rockets. Right. And they're just firing. I, I got no I got no <laughs> you got nothing. Um, I got no retort for that one. <laughs> so he's got the space travel. Right. He's got the above ground electric travel. He's got the carry a lot of big stuff above ground travel. And now he's working on the underground travel. <sighs> Pretty impressive. Really. And that of course will feed the Mars project because you want to bore under Mars. Mm -hmm. So uh, getting down to the potpourri, I threw this in since it is holiday season. Hello, holidays. And I thought, my God, there's all these gifts Mm -hmm. that are available for the people who have everything. So for the coffee lover. People like you. Who has everything. Uh No, I don't have everything. Uh I have a lot and I am not complaining. But I think about you, Tom, and your obsession for Java. (laughs) It is pretty obsessive. It is very obsessive. And then I thought, every time I make a cup of coffee at home, mm-hmm. unless I'm really dying to have all, you know, 10 or 12 ounces of it, uh-huh. it kind of sits there and mm-hmm. it gets cold. And then it forms this kind of film on the top because the cream kind of rises and, and it turns into iced coffee. So I tell myself, hey, if I went to Pete's or Blue Bottle and I got myself an iced coffee, I'd pay like four oh, freaking bucks for an iced coffee. it's a very different situation there because they're doing a cold brew. It's a different process, Robert. Come yeah, on. I'm trying to psych myself I know you to enjoying no, that like last it. third of the coffee that I painstakingly created. Uh-huh. And then I saw this. Okay. The I can't stop drinking coffee out of this temperature regulating mug article on <laughs> Wired.com. <laughs> And just so you know, because there's been a lot of talk lately about people getting paid to make statements about things in their shows and their blogs. Like, we're not getting paid by any of the things that we mention in the show. Yeah, we ask people for free shit, and we get nothing. (laughs) Although Andy from Arizona did send us this shirt that I'm wearing. No, we get lovely things, but what we want to make sure that people know is that when we talk about products, it is not because we have been paid for product placement in any way, shape, or form. And if we were to receive items... We would let you know. We would disclose all of that ahead of time. We win the award for the unfunded, ungifted <laughs> podcast media That's show. Right. We're only funded by you and your dreams. Oh, I know, right? It's sweet. Yeah, thank you, Patreons. So this mug looks really cool. It's ceramic. Uh-huh. It looks like a real mug. Okay. The only thing that gives it away is on the base, it has a little LED light to tell you, I guess, if it needs a charge or not. But it keeps 10 ounces of coffee at any temperature you want. What? You use your cell phone. It's heated? There's an app in your cell phone, and you can adjust by degree the temperature that you want the item in the mug. It will cool it. It will heat it. And it's 80 bucks, so it's kind of expensive, but of course... Can you wash it in the dishwasher? Well, I don't know about dishwasher, but you can wash it. It has batteries in it. It's all been, like, unbelievably engineered. And what caught me in the article Mm -hmm. is he says, the guy who designed it, that it's like Tesla. 
We didn't have to reinvent the wheel, figuratively or literally. We just embedded technology into a form people understand. But, I, I mean, I appreciate it, but, like, what if you just bought, like, a cup that had a lid on it that kept your coffee warm? For hours? Long enough. Well, okay. I uh, guess it depends on your coffee drinking habits. 80 bucks? 80 bucks. So I get it. Save the coffee. 80 bucks, man. Yeah. Well, well, it is It is the holiday season. Maybe Santa will yeah. put one in our stockings. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> All right. Let's get to we letters. We need one with a Tesla logo on it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the people at Ember would like that very much. <laughs> All right. So the first letter comes from Gabor Leidenfrost. And I wanted to start with this letter because I feel like it's more like an article. I cannot tell you how interesting this was. Yeah. So this is from the city of Sacramento.org. And this is basically their EV strategy. And this is the final draft of the strategy that they're going to put into place. It's like 70 pages in long. In Sacramento. So it's called the Electrify America Green City Initiative. And just full disclosure, this is a partnership with the Volkswagen subsidiary Electrify America, which I believe arose from the ashes of the diesel scandal. Exactly. So Sacramento was the first town mm -hmm. or city that they are spending some of these billions of dollars at. Right. And so... This is going to – so for the city of, of Sacramento, the average cost for their city fleet operations and maintenance and, and everything, for their sedans, they pay 60.62 cents per mile per vehicle with a $17,000 annually per vehicle. Right, and that's gas. And that's for the, the gas. For EV sedans, they basically cut that in half. right. More 6, than hundred and sixty five hundred annually per EV historically in the fleet, which is a sixty six percent reduction from guessing vehicles. So they have noticed just monetarily switching from gas to EV is saving them a lot of money in the long run. Yeah, this is really great because it it codifies it makes very obvious that electric vehicles make economic sense. Right, and they do so for a wide variety of transportation modes, including right. things like taxis, we've seen and talked about, dump trucks, uh, uh, trash trucks, buses. This is just more ammunition right. to complete and further EV adoption. Right. So I encourage you all to go out there and find this PDF and download it and read it and see what the city of Sacramento is going to do. One aspect of this program is a thing called car share, which I think is amazing, right? Yeah, cool it is idea. going to be the state of California's first low income, zero emission vehicle car sharing program, like a Zipcar kind of a situation, right. but all EVs. It's in fact operated by Zipcar. There are 300 free memberships available to residents of three Sacramento uh, affordable housing developments, the mm -hmm. Alder Grove, the Edgewater, and mutual housing on Lemon Hill. The residents at these locations, many of them don't own vehicles, and personal transportation for them could be a challenge. With this program, these residents of these three areas now have up to nine free hours a week to use the all-electric Kia Soul, which we've talked about on this show. It's a great vehicle. Mutual Housing is also developing a chauffeuring operation for the program to increase ridership for those residents of that uh, housing uh, development that cannot drive or don't drive or have never driven a car. So that is amazing. And I think we'll move even farther towards 
getting this uh, electrification situation going in Sacramento. So initially, Electrify America's investment in Sacramento will be focused on the following activities. Construction and operation of a network of level two chargers, DC fast chargers, and high-powered chargers with a minimum of 75 chargers to be installed by mid-2019. So that's a fair amount of chargers in a city the size of Sacramento that will be you know, public, probably what we spoke about earlier is that they're going to be allowed to charge for and make a profit off of them, but they're still going to be out there. The launch of this EV car share program, the evaluation of opportunities for zero emission delivery fleets and e-taxis, right? All part of this process. Again, Volkswagen is a big company. They can make a lot of different vehicles and they do. Expanding access to zero emission vehicle technologies for disadvantaged and low income communities. This is a model of how this could be done, in my opinion. And if you're active in any of your local governments, municipalities, and you're fired up and excited, you could use this as a template or a guide or ammunition to try and bring your municipality online to adopting EVs and making EV use much more user-friendly. And you have data about cost savings. You have data about usage and you have population data, right? You have how many people live in the city of Sacramento, how many people live in each one of these housing developments, and you can adjust the size of your program accordingly. So very exciting. Again, a lot of information in this uh, thing. So go to the cityofsacramento.org, find the final draft of their EV strategy. We'll put the link in the show notes. Gabor, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Very, very cool. And so now we've got an email uh, from Frank Stevick. Stevick. Thanks, Frank. Great points all about the Tesla truck and the seating. Tells us he enjoys the show. He's been listening for a long time. He talks about the center seating of the truck and I think this is wonderful. Oh, my. I don't like obviously none of us are the smart one. And it's really Frank because he mentions that the reason one of the great bonuses of the center seat in the semi truck is that you don't have to build a left and right driving version. Duh. Hello. And and you only have to have one assembly line. You don't have to reprogram robots or get different kind of parts or floor plan or I mean, like a, a floorboard to bolt the seats in different places. It's mm-hmm. like. Just put it in the middle, dude. Yeah. Frank is the smart one. And that is a longtime listener, first-time letter writer. Very nicely done. Yeah. In fact, there are trucks out there on the road. There's a company here that that does – I'm not sure if it's pumping trucks or – yeah, I think it's pumping trucks and also carrying big pipe trucks where the driver is in one seat. There are no two seats. And so this is not an unusual thought. It's just that – We didn't think about it. (laughs) Uh, The next letter comes from Steve Thane, and he last got in touch with us with his hunch that the semi-event surprise would be an RV. Oh, wouldn't that have been cool? Uh, Would it it have been? Let me ask you this. Would it have been cooler than what it was? No. (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much. But I want want everything. Would you have stood in line for $5,000 to uh, drive the RV? In in the Tesla Vega? Uh Uh-huh. That's awesome. (laughs) No, but I would have wanted to take the Tesla Bago camping. Yeah, that would have been cool. So I probably actually would have spent the five grand to drive the Tesla Bago that night. But a lot of people have been asking, let's digress for one quick second. A lot of people have been asking on the Twitter, did you get your five grand back? No. Interesting. I'm waiting to see what happens. Did you send the 45,000? No. 
Well, then it's over. Like they can't, don't they, don't they technically cancel your reservation? They didn't send me an email that they canceled that reservation <laughs> or that I can make another. But I have had long discussions with other members of Tesla clubs uh-huh. because uh, it turns out the North Texas club has gotten together. I believe it's 10 uh-huh. folks who are each going to put in money mm-hmm. to buy one Roadster that they are going to share. Do you think the Tesla Club LA is going to do the same thing? The Club LA is not, but there are still ongoing discussions. <laughs> I know uh, Stephen Peters is doing everything he can to figure out how he's going to end up with the Tesla Roadster in yeah. Belgium. Uh-huh. He's trying uh, to get his so referrals. So I'm keeping my options open. Uh-huh. It's not like I'm going to make – honestly, if I would have bought uh, five grand in Tesla shares when I put that money down today, I would be 15% ahead. Uh-huh. Shh. I, and if you would have bought five grand worth of Bitcoin at the beginning of the year, you'd I would have been be able like to pay for all of, of it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Don't oh, – why do you <laughs> do that, man? And they I'm opened sorry. up futures on Bitcoin and it didn't really go down. Uh, so let's continue with the letter from Steve. So he said not to let one failure put him off. He has another hunch. So he wasn't good enough for him to fail on the RV thing. He comes up with another thought process. He thinks – when the U.S. tax incentive ends for Teslas, the Tesla may reduce the cost of the Model 3 by $7,500. Mm. Hmm. And he thinks that the Semi and Roadster 2 prices suggest that is possible, right. as did you a little earlier when we talked about battery uh, pricing. True so that. The other thing that keeps coming up time and time again is what people keep asking on the Twitter, what's the thing that day one reservation holders were supposed to get or people in line, the special thing. Now, I think it was yeah. the drawing. Yeah. Is that we, what it we was? Got a, we got a small version of the Model 3 design drawings by Franz von Holshausen. Right. Sorry, Franz, I mispronounced your name uh, last week. Mm. So I we can put that to rest. Was. We yeah. can put that to rest. But that wasn't only for people who were in line. That was just any first day reservation holders. True. Although it would be nice. Let's just say that <laughs> the people who did get up early in the morning and stand in line uh-huh. get something like, you know, the yeah. opportunity to configure. Yeah, you might want to let that go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the president. I didn't realize. Here we have a letter from the president. Dun, da, 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 Autopilot da, 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 and broken da, da. promises. Oh, no. He bolded and in red bolded the, the highlights so Mel might actually read this letter. Uh, yeah, so he's talking Mel? about the other Mel? cool African-American Elon Musk. <laughs> right, right. It took me a while to catch that. I was like, African-American. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah well, yeah. Elon, I don't know. It's yeah. Elon-American so now? So he, he recently spoke at the Neural Information Processing Systems Conference, and I have been looking for video from that all week and have yet to been able to find it. So I'm assuming this is the big AI conference. He did a big AI presentation there, and I don't have any idea what he said at this point. I haven't been able to find the video. They posted all kinds of other stuff from that conference, but I could not find this. We will continue to look for it, and that will definitely be something we talk about moving forward. But the bottom line, he says, is that Tesla is dialing back their promise of how much better their autopilot will uh-huh. be than a regular driver. Mm-hmm. He puts uh, he points out, interestingly, that uh, Lyft drivers, these would be people that you would expect to be very experienced. They spend a lot of time on the road. Not every Lyft driver, but in mass, uh, they, they are 20% better than the average driver. And 
I experienced this, you know, have doing 20 percent is not that much better. It's not even 100 percent. They're not even twice as good. Well, for humans, we only have control over an a fixed amount of incidents mm-hmm. that we could encounter on the road. So I can't be any better at avoiding a truck who's like a semi whose driver has fallen asleep and is veering into me that I don't see. I can't be any better at that were I an intoxicated completely impaired driver versus, you know, a Formula One high speed expert driver. You know, it, it you can't avoid everything. No. Stuff happens. Yeah. Debris in the road gets thrown into your windshield. You crash. I mean, those things you cannot avoid. But if you were autopilot with radar, uh, you might be able to avoid it. So there's like uh, this debate as to how much better Tesla will be. And he says that Tesla is kind of going back on its promise. It's not going to be as good as Elon envisioned. And um, that is kind of sad. And, and as well, did Elon say that the cars would be level four? That's SAE level four or SAE level five. I would point to the chart, but it's fallen off the wall. <laughs> and and I agree. We're, we're, we don't have hard... Uh, hard data on this. Mm-hmm. It is sort of a um, he said, she said sort of thing, or he, he said, s- he said. He said, she said. And so I think uh, that it's a lot of good food for thought. The drive L.A. to New York City is still on. It hasn't been canceled. It was supposed to have happened by the end of this year, like Crush Tom's car. Uh-huh. But then Elon pushed it back to January. I don't know what, where that puts us with Crush Tom's car. <laughs> doesn't put us anywhere. I, it's just got to happen. It's, it's got to happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I got my sledgehammer. I'm working Remember. on it. Okay. I'm, I'm working on it actively. Thanks, Joel. Happy holidays to you. Yeah. Now, Tim James has written to us. Line up. Swag? Freebies? Mm-hmm. Oh, we just talked about this. We just talked about it a little bit yeah. before the letter. So he said, Elon said there'd be something special for the 118,000 of us who lined up first day. I think those were total orders. That's something special of yeah. the lined up the first day. That was that you get to configure after the people who stayed in their warm homes. Yeah. And he's telling us how you to get disappointment. properly <laughs> pronounce the words Sydney, Sydney, and Australia should be Australia. Australia. I think we're going to need some secondary help. Yeah, on, I'm looking on out on at CC, like but she's fallen asleep because we've bored her to death. <laughs> Brian Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Definition of battery. He's referring to my rant <laughs> in last week's show about batteries. I know, man. He says it doesn't matter. What? You can string a billion batteries together uh-huh. and they're still a battery. One battery. One battery. All right. So he said that a nine volt battery is actually six one and a half volt batteries. I can't believe I've gone decades playing with nine volt batteries and that I never knew that. Oh my God. You never ripped one open? No, but now I have one more inane thing <laughs> I need to look for on YouTube. There you go. You got to rip one open. Oh, Franco Capizo. He got his configuration. Now, we don't know from Franco whether or not he stood in line with you, Robert. No, he probably he probably just, you know, had a nice day with his family and maybe even the next day or two dropped. Uh, uh-huh. I'll drop my my reservation. Uh, in. Let's make it happen. I'll get in before Robert anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Franco, good to you, man. I hope you, I wonder what color you got. Brian Lowe. The white whale has been revealed. Unless we've been Photoshop trolled, which I guess is possible. Well, 
he uh, shows us a screenshot of his phone with 120 kilowatt being delivered at a supercharger. He said he was down to a very low state of charge. I think it was 9%. Yeah. I've increased the size of this picture. <laughs> I've analyzed it. I sent it to the NSA. Oh, yeah. Wow. I sent it for, to the NSA Did to you? be completely uh, scrubbed. Uh-huh. And um, they haven't written back to me, but uh, we have a sticker. It's uh-huh. signed here. But and the real question is, so Brian sent us a picture of the 120. We got another picture of the 120 no, from another, another picture. listener there, was there a picture i never saw a picture he just said he got 120 oh he said he actually hit it but he only sent a picture of 118 that's correct oh so you're wah, out wah, wah. that's james Cooey. sorry james you're out so uh that means thanks for writing the, us we love you anyway the the steined autograph sticker goes to brian you're Hello. welcome Thanks, Brian. Yeah, Brian. That's cool awesome. Anya. Good work. You, you've you crushed a myth. You can get 120 kilowatts out of a supercharger. The next uh, letter is to you from Ian Abercrombie. He says he's listening to you go on and on with misinformation about the battery in South Australia. <laughs> Again, I yield. I yield. It's a battery. Even, right, though, there's, a battery. even though there's like a million it's 2170 a cells, it's a battery. The next letter comes from Eugene Paluk. I don't know. I probably butchered that. He's just another Canadian, Yet he says. another Canadian who asks us if we had forgot about Jeff Don and no. his contract with Tesla. And what I will say is we haven't forgotten. We no. may have just misplaced his thinking about him. Yeah, we touch on him every so often. Great yeah. for you to bring him up yeah. and the miracles that he uh, is going to uh, bring along. I know a lot of the mm-hmm. – probably this um, – I don't know. It's almost like going to some mystic or psychic or something, you know. <laughs> They're delving into the minds of the Tesla community and the, yeah. the Borg of Tesla to say there must be some amazing battery breakthrough mm-hmm. to make the semi the price that it is with all that battery mm-hmm. power. And, um, you know, this is just cleaning up and improving the efficiencies within the manufacturing process and the cooling and the power electronics. And I'm sure Jeff has a lot to do with that. We just don't know any details. So Dr. Don has won a gold medal in engineering, uh, the Canadian gold medal, a prize. And there's a video. That's just Canadian. There's a a video on this electric article that Eugene added on with this thing. So he has a research partnership with Tesla. They built a research lab near him, about 15 minutes from him in, where you say, Nova Scotia? Nova Scotia, near Halifax. And they have basically three main goals of this research partnership. Lower the cost of lithium-ion batteries. Check. Thank you very much. Increase their lifetime uh, capabilities. Thank you very much. Check. And increase... Increase the energy density. So that's more energy, less material. That means a lighter battery that lasts longer and is cheaper. Um, can you sign me up? Well, we'll take all of that all day long. And Jeff is uh, enjoying his Tesla, which he got as part of this deal. Yeah. So he's making some, he's doing some amazing work and his group is making some amazing, amazing breakthroughs. The next letter comes from James Roberts in regards to the emergency brake. Yeah, and in fact, I printed this up last night. Uh Uh-huh. I printed up, if you press and hold the park button while moving Uh for five seconds. Hold it. 
hold the park button. That's at the tip of the gear selector. Mm-hmm. If you hold it for five seconds while you're moving, the car will gradually apply the electronic parking brake, bringing you to a complete and controlled stop. I tried this three times at different speeds. Gradually is not a word I would use. <laughs> it kind of... <laughs> jerks oh interesting the brake on mm-hmm. does slow you and you don't have to do anything and so uh this is most likely what's going on with the uh, emergency braking that tesla employs if something's going wrong like you don't pay attention to the autopilot signal mm-hmm. the red flights flash it says uh-huh. no longer can you autopilot and if you're like asleep or incapacitated this is probably the process by which the car stops but when you did it it didn't the car didn't automatically make its way over to the side of the road I'm it assuming. did not it did not turn on the emergency flashers okay so I'm 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 not really anxious to do this on the freeway at you know freeway right. speeds. Maybe if I'm on the freeway in the middle of the night and there isn't anybody around, I would, I would rather do this in a caravan situation. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it turns on the brake lights. Anytime you engage either regen or the brake by pushing the brake pedal, the brake light goes on. In in all cases, because yes. I I have heard that only if you're doing heavy regen. Like towards the end is when the brake lights kind of go on. Well, you can see the situation of your car if you look at it and one of the screens that shows your car. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the version of Tesla you have. If it's a Mm -hmm. Gen 1, uh, you don't see the car unless you bring up the Tesla image of the car by tapping on the T in the center screen. Mm -hmm. But mine, uh, Gen 4, with autopilot, has an image of the car in the speedometer area of the binnacle display. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you release the accelerator and you start regenerating, Mm -hmm. you see the brake lights come on. Okay. So if you're not using the high regen setting, that may be different. I don't don't go there. Okay. So the next letter comes from Mike. Mark Bylock, and he used your promo code instead of the best promo code, which is Laney ninety three hundred Robert three one seven seven. I don't know. I feel still like it should just be, uh, uh, you know, Laney ninety three hundred that gets used. Well, but did so you get the used, power wall? He used spin the bottle. Did you get the power wall? I haven't gotten the power but wall, but I'm still a con- there. Confirmatory I haven't because I have two uh, referrals that have not yet been delivered. So they have to be delivered for final confirmation. This uh, referral code promotion is only going through December 31st. Right. But I think it doesn't matter for me as long as those particular two take So we don't know what's going to happen after December 31st. Yeah, we don't know what the next one is. I would love for one more uh, referral code to pop up before December 31st, because I am curious about one of the secret levels, right? We don't know yeah. all of the information about the Well, it's been kind of published, secret, but, but I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen it on my phone, so it doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Secret level number one. But anywho, Mark's uh, message, Mark is a podcaster, the co-host of a, a show called podcast. The Whiskey Topic, which yeah. is probably pretty good. You probably should listen to it since you drink whiskey. I probably should. But he's had some Falcon Wing door issues, issues yeah. as it were. Hmm. They have also decided to attack his family from hmm. time hmm. to time. Including him. He's learned mm-hmm. some new dance moves. Yeah. yeah. So he used to think Mel was crazy, and he is. But not about this particular thing. The falcon wing doors really do attack people. He says he wears tight pants occasionally and hits the all doors close button and they don't stop when they hit something. Yeah, so he does the falcon tuck and roll. (laughs) 
fucking tuck and roll. And he really loves his car, except for the fact that it's trying to kill him. He also loves the show. And thank you, Mark, for writing to us. And Mazel Tov on your twins. That's why he got the the Model X yeah. instead of a, waiting for a three. For the kids. Yeah. Lastly, I got a message from CJ What's on up, Twitter. CJ? And he wanted to know, for you, Tom, mm-hmm. did, could you use multiple credit cards for your down payment on the Model 3, or does he have to max out a single credit card? So I don't know about the down payment. And so my original $1,000 deposit, I yes. believe, was on a credit card. Okay. And I believe when you push the buy button, you have to give them, actually, I don't believe, I know you have to give them an additional 2500 because I did. On a credit card? Correct. Okay. On a credit card. And I gave them uh, a different credit card for that. So okay. I'm up to two. Okay. When I, I've, I've already uh, confirmed my car loan the very next day with my credit union. Okay. So I'm good to go as far as paying for the car. The only thing left is going to be that down payment. I would personally like the, the difference between I didn't take a loan out for the full amount. So there's the money oh, that I, I gave down. So I have another so you have to cough ten up or twelve thousand dollars additional. I know where it's not coming from. Uh, from you? The Patreon. Oh, that's all right. It doesn't have I'm not expecting it to come from the Patreons. But I am going to do everything in my power to put it on one of my credit cards mm. so I can get either a cash back or some other sort of situation from my credit card company. Now I have done this recently. Yeah. I put uh the most of the volt on a credit card to do this very thing okay and then i just paid it off that month so, where are you going to pick it up i don't know that i i my i'm not picking up in fremont if that's okay. your question i'm hoping to pick it up in uh in venice i expect they are going to have to ramp up their delivery capabilities enormously so that van Nuys delivery center can't be long for this world no, I mean, I'm it could be long they... for this world. I mean, I think it's still a service. It's mostly a service center, but there's a delivery center uh, attached to it also. Um, I guess the real question is there are other things. When After I made the order, yes. there were four or five other additional steps that they wanted me to fill out right. Right, to take delivery, which was like put in your driver's license information, put in your insurance information, your other registration details, whether or not you're going to have a trade-in, what your payment method was going to be. Did you not get contacted until you completed all of those steps? No, 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 no. They were helping me to walk through all of that. Okay. To make sure that I had my insurance company ready to provide them with information so that the car, you know, when they deliver it to me, right. is insured. Yeah. So they don't answer, ask any of the, they don't help you with any of that. Now there's just an insurance pane mm-hmm. where it says, what's the name of your insurance company? What's your policy number, your agent's phone number? And then you upload a picture of it. Okay. Of your insurance card to the website. I don't know if that's different from the S. Maybe how they do the S now. I don't know if yeah, that's I how think, you did your S. I think that, that they did that as well. Okay. They already had my driver's license mm-hmm. on file. They want a copy of your driver's license. Right. Uh, they want to make sure that they get their payments. So basically, when you walk up for delivery, you're signing a couple of papers and you're out of there. Yeah. You And they'll give you a walkthrough. They typically, when I was at the hub, the delivery hub, just mm-hmm. for recall, this was back in March of this year. The delivery hub in the marina? No, this was a delivery hub in Culver City Okay, that was a temporary one-month deal. They were doing this at the end of the big push that they right. had 
uh, while offering still Supercharger for Life, which now the only way, only way you can get Supercharger for Life is using one of our referral codes. One of our amazing referral codes. Robert 3177. Yeah, that one's good. It's a it's an odd day. Yeah, it's a nice one. And so um it it they they did like a group teach uh-huh. on how Teslas work. Yeah. And then they had people there to help you sort of like ask individual questions. Mm. Uh I still have not seen and of course the the populous delivery of the non Tesla employee hasn't begun whether or not they're going to have some sort of a AV built into the car. So mm. when you get in, the car says, hi, Tom, this is the first time you've ridden in a Model 3. Well, I think Let we would me have... tell you about what I have to <laughs> offer you. I think that would be amazing, but I think we would have seen that out of uh, employee cars. Also, one thing that you don't understand don't is know. that there is no video player built into the Tesla browser, so you don't watch videos while you're driving. True, but they could hardwire it in or put it into the, the drive within the car so that you could have this sort of like animated uh, driver's guide yeah. and that doesn't work while you're driving. All right. Yeah. They could. We'll see. So we'll see. I will finish my uh, taking the steps to complete delivery. It says on my page, we will reach out to you to schedule my delivery date. That's how it goes. That's how this show goes. This show is now over, Robert. Done. 116 is in the books. We'll see you next week at Vandenberg. Again, it's info at talkingtesla.net. If yes. you want to get information about where we may or may not be. Yeah, there's some good food locations, a decent Mexican restaurant we stopped at last time with a bunch of Tesla folks. And And, uh, don't plan on using any superchargers on the way up or back, Robert, (laughs) (laughs) because we all know they're going to be busy. Yeah, well, there's a nice one in Buellton, and yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I think we could have a lot of fun. I misspoke. We were with a bunch of SpaceX folks. There you go. But I look forward to it. Look forward to next week. Yeah. And uh, drive electric. Thanks, Robert. Bye. Miss you, Mel. See you soon. Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo Incorporated. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenberg. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes. And produced by C.C. Herbert and Mel Herbert. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking Tesla. To find our referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes.